I would say, first of all, that healing always comes. God is a, a healer. It's his nature to heal. Uh, Jesus never withheld healing from anyone. Uh, he healed all that were sick, the Bible says. on something that's not life-threatening and develop your faith and, and learn to, like David, kill the lion and the bear, and then when the giant shows up, you're ready. Hello, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am here with Dr. John Polis. Say hi, Dr. John. Hello, nice to be with you. We are so excited you're here. For people who may not recognize your name, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been a pastor for the last 35 years and uh, a Bible teacher, and I've traveled uh, internationally teaching for years. Uh, one of the uh, most uh, vital things we've seen God do is heal a lot of sick people. Mm. And in recent days, we've seen a, a lot more outstanding instant miracles. Uh, so we're focusing on that prayer and faith and healing at this time in our ministry. Uh, I've been uh, traveling, teaching Restoration Truths. Our ministry has established Bible colleges in several nations, actually about five nations. That's excellent. Probably our most fruitful place of, of ministry has been in East Africa, where our Bible school has graduated 1,200 graduates with a degree. And we planted more than 600 churches there. And some wow. of our churches are mega churches of 5,000 or more. It's been an exciting move of God there. I love it. Well, you said that you guys really focus on healing, and you're seeing a lot of things happen right now. I know sometimes in the Christian world we can be devastated when healing doesn't happen. What would you say to That's that? True. Well, I would say, first of all, that healing always comes. God is a healer. Mm. It's his nature to heal. Uh, Jesus never withheld healing from anyone. Uh, he healed all that were sick, the Bible said. So whenever healing doesn't come, we really need to ask ourselves what we need to do or change about our life. Uh, that's the first thing. God doesn't have to change. It's us that have to line up with his principles. And uh, th that's a deep well that you mm. have really opened up there, because sometimes... Uh, a sickness can be so far advanced in a person's life. You know, it can be occurring mm -hmm. in their body without them knowing it. And uh, like someone finds out they have four-stage cancer, mm -hmm. but they've not ever really studied the subject of healing or developed what I call a theology of healing. And their faith really isn't isn't developed to the place where they can, they can receive a miracle like that. Uh, unfortunately, that's the case, and, and the Bible is really clear on those things. Faith is something that has to grow and be developed. Jesus spoke of little faith, great faith, no faith, strong faith, fully persuaded faith. There's levels of faith, and faith has to be developed as we use it, just like, mm -hmm. just like a muscle in our physical body. And unfortunately, many times, I know this can sound uh, maybe like it's putting a lot of responsibility on the individual, which really it does. Uh, we have... Like I said, not taking the time to really explore the subject of faith, how faith works, have a theology of healing, understand the Bible basis for healing, and start practicing our faith. Mm. This is one I, I talk to people a lot, quite a, uh, quite a bit about. 
Use your faith on something that's not life-threatening. If you have a cold, use your faith rather than take take a pill. That's a good idea, your, yeah. Sure. Use your faith on something that's not life-threatening and develop your faith and, and learn to, like David, kill the lion, then the bear, and then when the giant shows up, you're ready. Work your way up. I get it. And uh, unfortunately, that's that's a lot of people don't understand that principle, and, and so obviously they don't do it. And then a lot of people depend on, on God to initiate the healing mm-hmm. uh, through one of the gifts of the Spirit. But there's no guarantee that God doesn't guarantee to heal people through uh, sovereignly by initiating your healing through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the gifts of the Spirit are as the Spirit wills. Mm. But God promises to heal everybody who will believe His promises and use their faith in His Word. Uh, everyone can re- be healed through their own faith. Mm. Uh, this is clear in teaching. So a lot of people are waiting for God to initiate healing, and sometimes God's waiting for people to initiate the healing through their own faith. That is definitely a challenging thing to think about. In our own lives, I know that we encounter experiences where it's up to us to really see where God is, and sometimes He might not be super obvious about what He's doing, and it sounds like that's what you're saying about healing. Well, healing, there's two categories of healing. Okay. First, first, thing, first thing a person needs to know is that healing is in, is in the atoning work of Christ. Amen. Uh, as, as far as God's concerned, we're forgiven and we're healed already. Christ not only bore our sin, but He bore all the consequences of our sin on the cross. And salvation includes not only forgiveness uh, and freedom from punishment, but from the power of sin and from the consequences of sin. Mm. And one of the consequences of sin, of course, is sickness uh, and anything that produces death. Those are all the consequences of sin. So uh, an individual needs to understand that's what I call a biblical basis for healing. They also need to understand that God heals. There's two categories of healing, as I mentioned a minute ago. Healing initiated by God through the gifts of the Spirit. And Paul's clear on that. He said it's as the Spirit wills. And then there's healing initiated by the individual, as Jesus said, the woman with the issue of blood, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. And he didn't even know who who had activated that power when it flowed out of him. He he had to turn around in the crowd and say, who touched my garment? Mm. She activated that healing through her own faith. And this, even though our ministry is anointed with a, a special anointing for healing, we do have gifts of the Spirit operating, and we do see people healed. Uh, for example, I just returned from Croatia and had a healing encounter for three days in Zagreb, Croatia, and uh, saw blind eyes open, deaf ears open, people instantly healed. And some people who were visitors who came who had no, no preparation at all in the Word of God and, and were healed instantly, mm. then... Then there's a gentleman that I talked to just the other day in New Florence, Pennsylvania, at a church I was visiting, uh, 84-year-old man who had a very bad heart arrhythmia problem, and that church had used my complete school of healing for Tuesday night Bible study, and I mean, this man had been under doctor's care, and they knew exactly what the problem was in his heart, where the, uh, uh, the, the, the left ventricle wasn't getting the impulse, electrical impulse it needed, and he was really struggling, and he listened to the healing school, just built his faith, and then did exactly what we told him to do mm. based on the Scripture. And he was completely healed, went back to the doctors. They examined him, and he, they said, we can find nothing wrong with your heart. It's perfect. So, Praise uh, the Lord. He initiated that healing himself 
uh, and and that came as a result of hearing the word of God. Mm. You know, Jesus said in Luke six seventeen, they came to hear and be healed, and the hearing comes before the healing, and and many times people just come for healing and not to, for the hearing, but the hearing is important because that's when we get understanding of God's word, and understanding is what produces faith, mm-hmm. and then faith produces a miracle. I think it's. It was F.F. Bosler said in his great book, Christ the Healer, uh, that God makes a promise, and when when the promise produces faith, then God produces the promise. Hmm. That is good. Now, you mentioned that they have been doing your healing ministry school. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Right. We, we have produced uh, the complete school of healing. It's 18 half-hour lessons on healing that I taught on a high-definition camera, and uh, it contains all of the revelation, the the basic questions that people ask. You know, is it God's will to heal me? How does God heal? What happens if healing doesn't come? All of those questions are answered. And so a number of churches are using it as like a midweek Bible study or a small group thing, and people are getting healed because their faith is is growing Mm. and their understanding is growing to, to that point. I love it. So what happens if someone has a little bit of doubt in their heart when they are looking for healing? Well, you know, that's a really good point right there, doubt in the heart. And people need to know what doubt in the heart really is. Uh, you know, you can have faith in your heart when you have doubt in your head. And, and we need to know the difference because our heart is our spirit man. And, and your spirit man can perceive things that your five physical senses cannot perceive. In fact, the Amplified Bible in Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith perceives as a real fact that which is not yet revealed to the five senses. So mm. faith, faith is like a sixth sense. And the Bible said we're to walk by faith, live by faith, receive from God by faith through that sixth sense. So really what, what that means, doubt in the heart, is when you see something in your, with the eyes of your spirit, man, that is contrary to God's Word or contrary to, to what you've asked God for. It's that inner image. When that picture changes in your heart and you see yourself sick, you see yourself you know, in, in, a, in a car wreck or you see something bad happening to your children, that's called doubt in the heart. Mm-hmm. When, you see, when you see things through the lens of Scripture and you have that inner image and you see yourself the way God sees you, you see yourself healed without sickness, without disease, you see yourself blessed in every way the Bible says you're blessed, then you don't have doubt in your heart. You have faith in your heart. Faith is that picture, that inner image that you see. And so Satan will come to your mind with different thoughts and try to get you to accept those thoughts and and envision them, and that's what creates doubt in your heart. Wow. I have never thought about it that way. So I would normally classify, like, complete healing as a miracle. How would you define miracle? A miracle is a, is a divine intervention mm. without the aid or assistance of man whatsoever. Uh, for example, many times folks will say, well, you know, I went through my surgery and, and God gave me a miracle. Well, that wasn't really a miracle in the Bible sense. Miracles do not require human intervention. It's totally God all by himself. And the miracles that Jesus did, whatever was recorded in the Gospels that were miracles, were, were, were divine acts. They, there was no human aid or intervention whatsoever. So 
God does use the doctors. He does use medical science. Obviously, he gave man that knowledge. But what I believe the Bible teaches is uh, God is wanting to be our healer, Jehovah Rapha. And when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they had been accustomed to, like the Bible says, the art of the apothecary. Moses was the equivalent of a, of a physician when he was in Egypt. The Bible said he was trained in all the art of the apothecary, which was their, their medical practice. And so the children of Israel were used to using all of the, the practices of Egypt while they were there. But the moment they left and they got into the wilderness, one of the very first things God did was made a covenant of healing with them in Exodus 15 and Exodus 25. He said, you shall serve the Lord your God, and I will bless your bread and water. I will take sickness from your midst. I will fulfill the length of your days, and, and I will be your healer. I will be Jehovah Rapha. So he really wanted them to shift their dependence from man and natural means to, to him and supernatural means. Mm. Now, that's a, that's a tough road to travel. It takes real de- dedication and commitment to God's Word and growing your faith to get to the place where uh, you don't depend on, on the doctor or, or man or any, any medical aid for your healing. Mm-hmm. And I, I've worked on that in my life because I've battled a lot of things from my childhood. We've had, my wife had a cancerous tumor. My children have had, my one son had 60-some planters warts on his feet. That's a lot. And God removed, God removed them supernaturally without any medical treatment and gave him, and that was after doctors had, podiatrists had removed silver dollar chunks from the bottom of his foot and told him, you'll never be free unless you have some kind of a sterilizing uh, chemo because they keep growing back and we can't do anything more to help you. And then God intervened and I spoke this creative word that God gave me for my son. And in three months time, uh, he had new skin on the bottom of his feet and never had planters once again. My daughter was healed of Crohn's disease which was doctor diagnosed. She'd been treated for seven years. God gave us a, a, a prophetic word, a strong word of healing. And she was healed about nine or 10 years ago now from, from an incurable disease, Crohn's disease. We, we practice these things. Yeah. I love that. I made up my mind because I traveled to a lot of places uh, in five continents and some places I go, there is no medical care. And so I had to make up my mind and say, all right, what if something happens to me here? Well, I'm going to have to trust God. Mm-hmm. And I decided to do that everywhere. So even here in the U.S., with all the medical aid we have, I, I act like there's no other help but God. That's just where I've come to in my, in my belief, in my faith. So I say, God, I'm going to act like there isn't any help but you. So you're going to have to take care of me. And he has never, never failed us. But that, that level of faith, is not it doesn't come uh, by lethargy or you know slothfulness. It comes by diligence in God's word and again practicing your faith at that at that very level lowest level. And uh, hey, I want to thank God. It's been forty years since I've had a prescription drug. I'm sixty eight years old. Oh wow! And yeah, I, I, I mean, God's word is my medicine. So I try to teach this to people because. So many people are struggling. So many Christians are struggling, and so much of their money is going into health care, and, and they're, they're struggling with side effects of medications. And God's people shouldn't really be going through all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, there's the Bible teaches so many ways to receive healing. Now, what I do is this. If, if I'm talking to someone who's having a, a medical problem, I will try to discern their or perceive their level of faith. Mm-hmm. Like Paul in Acts 14, the Bible said he was preaching the gospel in Lystra, and there was a man impotent from his, from his mother's womb. And the Bible said the same man heard Paul preach, and Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed. And then he called that man's faith into action and said, stand upright, you know, and you know the story. So mm-hmm. you can perceive a person's faith or their lack of faith. So what I do when I'm ministering to somebody, I, I try to perceive their level of faith and then how serious is their condition. If, if, if I see that, that that disease is advanced so far away from ahead of their faith and I'm not receiving any, any gift of the Spirit at that moment to minister God-initiated healing— I will take them to a doctor <laughs> so they mm-hmm. can get some help and get better. So I think you have to have you have to have wisdom in this. But but I I believe an old mentor of mine told me, John. She said, always preach the ideal. Mm. If you don't preach the ideal, no one will ever aspire to it. And so even though we we preach this high ideal of hey you can you can live in divine health, uh, I also. I'm very practical in trying to understand where people are and, and, and meet them at the level of their faith. Mm-hmm. I was I was visiting a man, 92 years old, in the, in the Veterans Hospital recently. He's an older member of our church who's now in the Veterans Care. And uh, as I was driving in there, I was thinking about living without the use of medication and thinking about this older gentleman who's taken a lot of things to just keep him alive and and as I was thinking about the possibility, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, John, with God, all things are possible. It is possible to live and die without ever having to take a pill. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's not that we're so averse to medicine. It is that we are so in, in, interested in God's way of doing it and believing in the finished work of Christ. Wow. Well, we still have a few minutes left. Um, can you share one of your craziest miracle stories? One of my craziest miracles. Well, I tell you, it, that that miracle of my son's, the my son's um, the plantar uh, warts. Mm-hmm. That that was pretty crazy because he was going to Oral Roberts University for a couple of years and he dropped out, came back home, and was really not living for God. And, and this 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 brings in the purpose of miracles and healing. It's to mm-hmm. bring people to Christ, to turn their heart to God. My Amen. son was backslidden. My son was backslidden. He was taking drugs. He was, he was just living a wild, crazy life. And he doesn't mind me sharing this because he's a preacher now too. He tells <laughs> his own story. But, uh, uh, he was living over in Ohio with another young friend of the family and managing an estate that parents had passed away. And they're, they're living a high life on this beautiful estate, getting high every day and, 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 um, totally, totally ignoring God and the things of God. And he called his mother one day and he said, mom, I've got, I've got 32 warts on one foot, and, and, and then he had the rest on the other foot. He said, uh, the podiatrists have told me I, they can't help me any longer. Mm. And he'd been wearing sandals summer and winter for several years because of these planter sports. Mm. And uh, so he said, I don't want to take a chemo. It might sterilize me, and uh, I want to get married, maybe have kids one day. So I don't know what to do. So his mother hands the phone to me. And uh, and so I told Sam immediately. The Spirit of God spoke to me and said, "Tell Sam he's got skin like the skin of a baby on his feet." 
And so I spoke that word. I said, Sam, now he's, he's living in sin, right? Mm-hmm. I, I said, Sam, you have skin like the skin of a baby on, on your feet. He said, okay, Dad, whatever you say. I called him every week, high on drugs, whatever. I called him every week and said, Sam, you have skin like the skin of a baby on your feet. He said, okay, Dad, whatever you say. About three months went by. He called his mother very excited on a Saturday morning. said, Mom, when I went to bed last night, I had all these warts on my feet. And when I woke up this morning, there were only two. And he called her the next day and said, Mom, when I got up this morning, I have new skin like the skin of a baby <laughs> on the bottom of my feet. Amen. You know, that's a, that's a radical, crazy miracle. But you know what happened then? Tell me. Sam, I was living in South Carolina. Sam was in Ohio. He said, Dad, I'm coming down there to be with you. Mm. And he, he moved into my house with his, with his, with his vodka and cigarettes and everything else. But in, in a couple months' time, he was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he's been living for God ever since. That's probably been about 12 or 15 years ago now. And now so he's a pastor, was, you said. He's a preacher. He's one of the elders, and, and yes, he's, a, he's one of the staff. One other miracle was just recently was uh, here in, in West Virginia. I was doing a healing meeting in a holiday inn, and a lady brought her 25-year-old son who was handicapped. He was like the age of maybe a five-year-old mentally, mm. blind from birth in his right eye. And when we prayed for him, his eye opened, and it was so beautiful to see this little handicapped guy, big guy, 25 years old, but like a five-year-old, celebrating the fact that, you know, Mommy, I can see. What an, incredible, what an incredible thing it was. Of course, Mom got saved. She wasn't a Christian at the time. She got saved, and they came to church. I saw another young man. This was in Bulgaria. This is an outstanding miracle. Uh, the guy was another 26 years old, blind from birth in one eye. And uh, I was teaching, and as I was teaching, I, I just spoke out this word of knowledge that said, uh, God's healing a left eye. Nobody responded. I didn't call for any response, uh, but I just kept on ministering and finished the service. Well, uh, the next night, the pastor of the largest church in Sofia, Bulgaria, was sitting on the front row. And, and now he didn't he hadn't come previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sitting on the front row, and I, I, I recognized him. Someone had told me, hey, so-and-so is here, and I thought, One, wonder what brought him tonight. Well, after the meeting, he came to me and he said, I need to talk to you because something happened here last night that was really powerful. And then he introduced me to this young man, 26 years old. He said, this boy was an orphan. I raised him in my home for the first eight years of his life. He was blind from birth in his left eye. And just this last week, we were scheduled him with the physician to remove the eye because it was spasming and giving him pain. And so he couldn't even drive. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, well, the eye's no good. Let's just take it out. He was scheduled to have his eye removed that week, and God gave him a brand new eye. Oh, praise and, the uh, Lord. Yeah, I mean, these kinds of things are just incredible. But, you know, the Bible says that God confirms his word with signs following. And that's why Jesus said you have to come and hear and be healed. People need to hear the message of faith and healing until until they own it, until they get it, you know. I love it. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Where can our listeners find you online? Uh, we are at, at rfiusa.org. rfiusa.org. Mm-hmm. That is, I'll be sure to check that out in just a few minutes when I finish this up. But as our closing, would you be able to pray us out? I sure would. 
Father, we thank you for your healing presence right now as we speak, Lord. We pray for any listener today who's having chronic conditions, Lord, anyone with kidney problems, anyone with diverticulitis, anyone, Lord, with these chronic migraine headaches, heal them now, Lord. We pray for deliverance for everyone listening. In Jesus' name, we pray that you will open the eyes of people's understanding to faith and healing from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.